Are you ready? Ready to take a ride? Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. Because the show is about to begin. From the front lines of America, Babylon, and transmitting worldwide on the internet and satellite, you are listening to Omega Man Radio Network with Shannon Davis. Michael. Hello there. Hello, my friend. How are you doing over there? Wonderful. How about you? My friend, I'm I'm encouraged. I'm doing good. The uh, family are doing well, and um, I have an iced cappuccino, so I'm really happy. Oh, you're doing well then. Iced cappuccino, eh? How the other half live, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I go down to a local place and uh, order a couple and then throw them in the refrigerator for, for late nights Very like good this. Night. Praise good the Lord. idea. Good idea. Praise God. And, Can uh, I ask you a favor at the end of the show? Yes, sir. Can you play a song for me? I will try. What is the name? Well, it's I bet it's one that you love. I saw the light by the late great Hank Williams. Oh my goodness. I know that song very well. You got it. I will get it set. Okay. Wonderful. Wonderful. I adore Hank Williams, you know. I love his songs. My favorite song of his is The Lost Highway. An absolutely wonderful song. Beautiful version by Bob Dylan. He made a version of it as well in 1965. Hank Williams was a genius. I'm sorry he died so young. Oh, yes. And uh, speaking of Hank Williams, of course, his son, Hank Jr., and then I think Hank the Third and the Fourth, they've got music. Uh, I have an old family friend. Um, he, as a young man in his early 20s, uh, was signed on with Hank Williams Jr., and played the steel guitar. Uh, very Amen. famous in the world of Nashville and steel guitar players. His name is Cowboy, Eddie Long, and um, he played on many of his albums, but then had a drug problem and got booted out, but he made a comeback, and uh, he gave his life to Amen. Jesus. So it's a small world out there. <laughs> it is a small world. It's good to be with you, and I'm looking forward to doing the program. Likewise. My friend, the mic is yours. You want to open us in prayer? Yes, certainly. Dear Lord God, we thank you. We thank you for our protection. We thank you for the love that you pour out upon us all and our families, friends and loved ones. And we ask you, Lord, to continue to pour that love out because without your love, Lord, we would be nowhere. So I'm going to... 
preach today, Lord, and I'm going to tell people of the dangers of the roads that can lead us all to hell. So be with us today, Lord, and pour your anointing down on Amiga Man Radio. And we ask this today in our Lord and Saviour Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. The program today is called The Road to Hell is Paved with Good Intentions. And that's not in the Bible. You won't find it in the Bible. It's an ancient proverb. And I think that maybe it is godly or the man who made it up was a godly man. I'll say it again. The road to hell is paved with good intentions. And it's actually a proverb. And what it means is people who believe they're going to do good but end up doing bad. We'll give you various examples. This comes under the law of unintended consequences. I'll say that again. This is the law of unintended consequences. And I'm today I'm going to be talking about lying. I'm going to choose a different subject every week for the next couple of weeks, and we'll talk about things that, if we're not careful, can put us on the road to hell. And we're going to be talking about lying. You know, one of the things that I've learned from some Christians, not all Christians, but some Christians, is sometimes they believe that white lies can have good intentions. The Bible teaches us that lying is of the devil. And in the Greek, Satan is called Flaros, which translated means the father of lies. Why do people lie? And why do they find it so difficult to stop lying? One of the reasons is self-defense, to protect us all from any unpleasant criticism, situations or conflict that may come if we tell the truth to those who may not like it. Children and adults lie to avoid punishment. I'm going to give you two examples. The child who failed to bring his homework to school on time says when being questioned by the teacher who asks him, where is your homework? He says, I'm sorry, sir, but I must have left it on the bus coming to school. This avoids his homework being marked if he's not done very well, and it gives him a day or two extra to submit the homework. That's a white lie. That's not causing anyone any problems at all. It's just getting this young man out of trouble. The man who goes with his friends after work to the pub or to the bar, he gets home late and his wife's a bit upset that he's come home late and he tells his wife he had to stay behind and work late. That's put his wife at rest. There's no harm in that. That's just a little white lie. Or the woman who lies about the cost of the weekly housekeeping because she has overspent. Telling her husband that she actually spent less than she actually did to avoid any confrontation with her husband. This is three examples of white lies that people get into They get into very well. We can talk about the fisherman who caught a small fish and he put it back in the river. And by the time he got home, he's telling everyone that he caught a massive fish. Hallelujah. Like the man who played for the football team 
and he had a lousy game and he caused his team to give a goal away. But when he comes home, he says how well he played and how he was the best player on the field. These are all white lies. Are they going to cost life? Maybe not initially. Are they going to get people in trouble? Maybe not initially. But once you get used to telling small white lies, you'll be used to telling bigger ones. C.S. Lewis explained in one of his books called Screwtape, you know, C.S. Lewis, he wrote many things. He wrote about Narnia. He wrote this, the safest road to hell is the gradual one, the gentle slope, soft underfoot, without sudden turnings, without milestones, without signposts. And that's a great example of the subtle road that leads to hell. Not a huge crevice that you fall in, but just a gentle slope that you go down slowly. In other words, you don't realize that you're a sinner. Your sins are all small. You're telling white lies. You're just making up stories. That's gentle sinning, that gentle slope. You're not walking on hot coals. It's nice and cushioned and soft underneath. You see Satan is deceiving you. He's not letting you know that you're on the road to hell without sudden turns. So there's nothing that jerks your stomach up to make you feel unwell. Without milestones, you don't know how many miles you've been on this road to hell and without signpost. There's no signpost that says if you continue like this, you're on the road to hell. And then all of a sudden, You die, you go to bed one night, you go to sleep and you wake up in hell. And you're saying, what have I done? I've never murdered someone. I'm not sexually immoral. I'm not an alcoholic. I'm not a drug addict. All I did was tell a few lies. All the above are examples of lies. And they're recognized as white lies, not doing any real harm. Lies you tell to avoid confrontation and trouble. If you said to someone who regularly tells white lies that their white lies can lead to much darker sins, they would think you were mad. And if you said all lying is sinister and it is ordained by the devil, they'd throw their hands up in the air and tell you you're overacting and you're causing a fuss about nothing. What does the word of God tell us about lying? You know, the trouble is with lying. Lying is so subtle. I'm going to tell you some lies that are going to shock you that was actually told me by pastors, a pastor, one pastor in particular. I was very shocked at the lie he told. Let's have a look at Proverbs 6, verses 16 to 19. It says, these six things doth the Lord hate, yea, seven are an abomination unto him, a proud look, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that deviseth wicked imaginations, feet that be swift in running to mischief, a false witness that speaketh lies, and he that soweth discord amongst brethren. 
God hates lying. God detests lying. Let's have a look at Proverbs 28, verse 28. It says, when the wicked rise, men hide themselves. But when they perish, the righteous increase. To learn about lies, first we must learn about the truth. Every word of the Bible is God's truth. He cannot, he does not, and will not ever tell a lie. God embodies everything that is honest and truthful. And in this lying, satanic world, knowing that God is the truth gives us security in these dark days. When we are being told lies every day through the news media, lies about various things, lies about COVID-19, many lies was told, lies about the war in Ukraine, lies about the imminent threat of nuclear war, and lies about the financial markets. We tend to believe everything that we are told. We're not being told things by righteous people. We're being told people, we're being told lies by people who have to sell newspapers, who want us to watch their news shows. And there's plenty, plenty of lies. In war, you get propaganda, which is a form of lie, but you get it anyway. In the Second World War, Hitler used to invade countries and the lie he used to tell his people, that German-speaking people who were minorities in those countries were being persecuted by the local population and persecuted by Jews. He used to whip up propaganda against these nations and whip up propaganda against the Jews and tell lies. And he used to do this. Let's have a look at Titus, the book of Titus, Titus 1. Verse 2, it says, In hope of eternal life, which God cannot lie, promise before the world began. So there's the truth. God has promised us eternal life. If we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, and if we live godly lives, we repent of our sins, and our minds are renewed. We are promised eternal life. God is the truth. John 17, verse 3, it says, And this is eternal life, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. You see, Jesus, he has come to us to give us eternal life. God has given him that job to do. He died on the cross for us. His death was about truth. He called at the end, forgive them, Father, they know not what they do. And he never told a lie, even though his very physical life was at stake. He told the truth all the time. If someone was standing in front of the governor, Pontius Pilate, and they could tell a lie to stop themselves from being scourged or crucified. Most people would have done it. Jesus never done that. He told the truth. And this is the reason why. 
Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. I'll read seven as well. If you had known me, you should have known my Father also. And from henceforth you know him and have seen him. And in the name of Jesus Christ we pray. You see, it's very easy to lie to get ourselves out of trouble. Satan is a liar. He is the father of lies. He wants us to lie. He loves it when we lie. Because when we lie, we open the door to sin. If we open the door to sin, our lies can get worse and worse. And we can get ourselves in trouble. And when we die, we are cast into hell. Satan is the father of lies and he is the ultimate deceiver. John 8 verse 44 says this, You are of your father the devil and the lusts of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. That's who Satan is. So when you tell a little white lie and you go to work or go to school or go to the shops and your conscience is searing you because you're unhappy because of what you've done, you've told a lie. Satan is quick to come and say, don't worry about it. God will forgive you anyway. It's only a little white line. Nobody's got hurt from it. No one's got damaged. But, you know, one of the things I would hate to be called in life, if someone called me a liar, I would be distraught. I think a liar is one of the worst things that you can ever be called. And some people don't care. They don't care about being called a liar. Let's have a look now at Second Corinthians 11, verse 13 and 14. For such of false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ, and no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. You see, if Satan appeared and said to you, you're a liar, you're going to go with me to hell, and the tormentors are going to be set loose on you, you would be terrified. But Satan comes subtly as an angel of light. Satan is a deceiver. Now, God loves the truth, and he blesses those who tell the truth. God loves people who are truthful. And we're going to look at some scriptures now that talk about the love God has for those who speak the truth. Hallelujah. Let's go to Proverbs 12, verses 20 and 22. Deceit is in the heart of them that imagine evil. But to the counsellor of peace is joy. There shall no evil happen to the just, but the wicked shall be filled with mischief. 
Lying lips are an abomination to the Lord, but they that deal truly are his delight. Can you see that saying now? The road to hell is paved with good intentions. You don't think you're a sinner. All you've done is told a couple of lies. And it doesn't seem to matter because God's not going to hold that against you. God's only going to punish murderers. God's going to punish people who are sexually immoral. He's not going to punish people who tell white lies. That's what Satan's going to tell you. Ephesians 4, verses 14 and 15. That we henceforth be no more children, tossed to and fro, and carried about with every wind of doctrine, by the slight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love, may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. Speaking the truth is a wonderful thing. Now, all of us in life, especially when we were children, have feared that we've done something wrong. And when we come home from school, we're going to have to stand in front of our fathers and mothers and they're going to dispense judgment and justice on us. So when we come home on the school bus, we're thinking, what can I say? What excuse can I make? And that leads us to lie. Because if we lie and we don't get punished, then we feel happy. But as we get older, when we grow up and we become adult, we realize the truth is the best way forward. Now, we know people don't like the truth. We know sometimes when you tell people the truth, it's a red bag, it's a red flag to, the, to a bull. I myself found myself in the street earlier today in a confrontation with a man who was very angry and he was very violent and he rushed towards me and I stopped him by speaking to him. I told him the truth. I told him he was a bad man and he was a nuisance and he has no right to try and frighten people in the street. Nothing I told him was a lie. I told him the truth. And his mouth dropped open and he walked away. He was a younger man than me. I'm 72 in a week and a half's time. But I told the man the truth about his behaviour. And how he had frightened people in the street. And I've seen this man before behaving very bad. But I told him a few untruths about himself. I never told a lie at all. I never insulted him. I told him the truth about his behaviour. He uh, doesn't like me because I'm a Christian and he's very anti-Christian. And he said to me, I suppose you're holier than thou, are you? I said, no, I'm not. But I believe I'm a decent man and an honest man. What say you? And who do you think you are? With that, he walked in. He walked away from me. Tell the truth to people. Speak the truth and the truth shall set you free. Hallelujah. First Peter 3, verses 10 to 12. We've got some wonderful scriptures. For he that will love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips that they speak no guile. 
Let him eschew evil and do good. Let him seek peace and ensure it. For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and his ears are open unto their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. We want the Lord to bless us. And if telling the truth and speaking truthfully and not engaging in any lies is good and God will bless us because of this, then that's a wonderful thing. And we should always try and tell the truth. Now we're going to go to the book of Zechariah in the Old Testament and we're going to read Zechariah 8 verses 16 and 17. These are the things that ye shall do. Speak ye every man the truth to his neighbor. Execute the judgment of truth and speak in your gates. And let no one, let none of you, forgive me, let none of you imagine evil in your hearts against his neighbor. And love no false oath, for all these things that I hate, saith the Lord. Verse 18 says, And the word of the Lord of hosts came unto me, saying, I'm going to read 19 as well. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, The fast of the fourth month, and the fast of the fifth, and the fast of the seventh, and the fast of the tenth, shall be to the house of Judah joy and gladness, and cheerful feasts. Therefore, love the truth and peace. When you speak the truth, you know, you can live your life in peace. If you've spoken the truth, you're not going to be worried about what people think of you. You know, this man that I put in his place earlier, he's terrified the area where I live. A lot of people are frightened of him. And he vandalizes people's cars and he vandalizes people's homes of a night. And people are frightened of him to call the police out. I'm not frightened of him. I wouldn't do anything. I wouldn't pick a fight with him because I've got to behave a certain way being a pastor in the church. But I'm not frightened of his threats because if God be for you, then who can be against you? This is the interpretation regarding lying. Lying is when a person or persons deliberately present something they know to be untrue and pass it off as the truth with the intention of deceiving others. That's Satan. That's Satan being his worse. He tells us things. And he expects us to believe it. In the last days, it says false apostles and false prophets will rise up. They will tell mankind lies. They will continue to lie about certain things. They will make the truth of God's word out to be a lie. They will deceive people. When people are living evil lives, they're always willing to Listen to a lie. You know, when you're born again and you give your life to Jesus, Romans 12 verse 2 says, Be no longer conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. 
You know, I know a man who claims to have been born again a Christian for 30 years. And this man's a pathological liar. He lies about everything. So his mind has not been transformed. He hasn't been renewed. He may have said the sinner's prayer. He may attend church. But he's back at the place he was before he gave his life to Jesus. Before I was born again, I used to lie all the time. I used to swear all the time. I used to get involved in fistfights all the time. I don't do any of these things now. Nothing at all. And I would never do any of these things again. I want people to look at me and respect me. So if they have any problems in their lives, I can approach them and I can say, is there anything I can do for you? Can I pray for you? If you're known as a liar, if you tell one person one thing, somebody else the other thing, people are not going to respect you. There is a lying spirit. It is a satanic spirit that comes from the devil. And when you tell little white lies, you, you think of a no consequence, that lying spirit can enter you. If the lying spirit enters you, you're in trouble because it will bring many, many spirits and you would tell lies and your whole way of life will change and you will need deliverance. Now, I've prayed for many people who have lying spirits and the best way to get those people delivered is confront them with the truth tell them the truth about the gospel tell them the truth about the cross at calvary hallelujah do this lying is mentioned in exodus 20 verse 16 better known as the ten commandments and this is what it says in the King James Version. Hallelujah. Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Now, false witness is a really sinister part of lying because I'm sure that there's people in prison who may be innocent who were there because maybe their neighbor or maybe it was somebody who didn't lie and deliberately told lies against them to get them in trouble with the police. Hallelujah. When I came home from that confrontation with the man in the street today, the first thing I did was report it to the police. Just in case he rings the police up and says I threatened him, just in case he did that. And some people will do terrible lies against people and will say terrible lies god hates lying because lies cause marriages families to fall apart communities can be destroyed by lies especially lies about christianity for example if someone went up to you and said jesus is not seated at the right hand of god that would be a lie from the pit of hell. And the greater the influence of the person telling the lies, the greater he's liable to be believed. So that's why the Antichrist 
will be so dangerous when he's revealed. Because he will be the son of Satan. And Satan is a liar, was a liar from the beginning. And the Antichrist will be a liar as well. Liars are manipulators that cannot be trusted. Now, sadly, there's liars all over the world, and wars have been called by li- caused by liars. I'm sure many crimes are caused by lies. So really, we, I believe we should pray. When we pray, when we get up in the morning, I believe we should pray against lies and against liars. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. When Jesus commissioned his 12 disciples, he commissioned them by telling the truth over them. Jesus never told a lie in his life. Hallelujah. Now, somebody might say, well, is there ever a circumstance where you could tell a lie? And I know that's a very, very hard question. Someone says, would you tell a lie to save a member of your family? Well, of course, if it came to that, you would tell a lie to save a member of your family. But you're telling a lie to save a life. You're not telling a lie to get yourself a good reputation or get yourself out of trouble. You're telling a lie to save a life. Let's have a look at Matthew 10, verse 16. Jesus is saying to his disciples, Hallelujah. Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be ye therefore wise as serpents and as harmless as doves. That's a magnificent scripture. Be ye as wise as serpents. You know, serpents only strike when they have an advantage. A lot of the time, a serpent will hide in the long grass. We've had a lot of snake bite in Britain this summer. And we have one per, one poisonous snake called the adder or the European viper. And its poison really cannot kill someone. But if you've got diabetes or epilepsy or a serious disease and you get bit by an adder, you have to get someone to hospital very quickly because the toxin and the venom might overcome you. But because the councils have been cutting back on expenditure and people all run these local authorities, they've not been cutting public grass, grass on commons, grass on the heaths. And a lot of these snakes have been laying eggs in the long grass and hiding and people have been walking their dogs in the morning and some dogs have been bitten, a couple of dogs have died. Uh, there was one woman I saw got got bitten and within a couple of hours her leg had turned black and she was in hospital for a week having anti-venom. This is quite a strange story. An Englishman who came from Cornwall emigrated to Australia And he came back to see his parents, who still live in Cornwall. And he was walking on a cliff, and there was some long grass there. And a snake jumped out and bit him on the ankle. 
Now, this man lives in the country that has more poisonous snakes, Australia, than anywhere, and they have the two most poisonous snakes, the most poisonous being the inland taipan and the second most poisonous being the brown snake, and they are deadly poisonous. My nephew, who, who has lived in Australia for over 30 years, he had one get into his house once, and he had to lock all his children in the car while they went for help. So the serpent is very crafty. So Jesus is saying, I'm sending you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. These people will lie on you. These people will say all false things against you. These people will try and get you arrested and flogged in the synagogues. So be as wise as serpents and as innocent as doves. Be wise. Be careful what you say. Be careful how you say it. And be careful when you say it. But speak the truth. Be harmless by speaking the truth. Hallelujah. Let's go to Ephesians, please. Ephesians 4. We've got two scriptures from Ephesians 4 that we're saying. As I said, I'm going to do a various number of shows and I'm going to be basing it on that proverb. The road to hell is paved with good intentions. Hallelujah. We pray in the name of Jesus. We're going to go to Ephesians now 4, Ephesians 4, 29, and see what it says. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. Speak the truth and let the hearers speak the truth. What truth would you say? Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ is God. He is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. You're speaking the truth. What you mustn't do is never make up stories. Never lie, especially to congregations. Never lie. Ephesians 4, verse 32 says, And be ye kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sakes, has forgiven you. Hallelujah. What wonderful scriptures. We're going to go back to one in the Old Testament now. We're going to go to Proverbs 17. Let me just find this scripture now. Proverbs 17, verse 10. A wonderful scripture. A reproof entereth more into a wise man than a hundred stripes into a fool. Hallelujah. If you're a wise man and someone tells you the truth, the truth will set you free. That reproof that entereth into you will make you wise. It will straighten you out. The mistake you've made, you will never make it again. But a hundred stripes into a fall will make no difference. You can beat someone and they won't learn 
anything from it. They will just continue to tell the lies. Does God forgive lies? Of course he does. God forgives every sin. There's only one sin that cannot be forgiven, as the Bible teaches us, in this world or the next, and that is blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And you have to be careful of Satan, because he will try and convince you that you've blasphemed against the Holy Spirit. It's one of his greatest tricks. But does God forgive lies or forgive liars? Of course he does. Romans 3, verses 20 to 24. Let's read it now. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ, unto all and upon all them that believe. For there is no difference. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. All have sinned and have come short of the glory of God. We know that we are sinners and we know that we have sinned. But in Jesus' name, we repent our sins and we're delivered from the consequences of our sins. First John 1 verses 8 and 9. Let's have a read what it says. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from more unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. Hallelujah. We must repent of our sins, no matter what they are. You know, the devil... He will bring that spirit upon you, that spirit of shame. But the Bible was taught us there is therefore no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. So we've got to ignore the devil and we've got to tell him to go. For he is the liar, the greatest liar of all. Matthew 15, verses 17 to 19. Do not ye understand that whatsoever entereth in at the mouth goes into the belly and is cast out into the draught. But those things which proceed out of, the, out of the mouth come forth from the heart and they defile the man. For out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, and blasphemies. These are the things which defile a man. But to eat with unwashed hands defileth not a man. That is because Jesus was criticized because he said his disciples eat with unwashed hands. So you see, when we tell lies, we defile ourselves. We cause ourselves terrible problems. We become defiled. I don't know about you, this has happened to me, that when I told a lie, 
when I used to lie, I used to feel dreadful. Sometimes I would sit down and I would think, why did I say that? Let's have a look at Psalm 51, verses 17. It says, the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. O God, thou will not despise. When we speak the truth and we confess our sins, that is right with God. There's another form of lying. The ends justify the means. I've witnessed this in churches. Untruths and lies that have been told. Believing little white lies will help bring souls into the kingdom of God. I used to go to a Ghanaian church in South London. And myself and the pastor became good friends. And he asked me to look after the deliverance in his church. One day he said to me he was coming into hospital. He had a prostate problem. He didn't have cancer, but he had an enlarged prostate. It was a bit swollen, and he had to have some tests. He went into a hospital, I believe, on the uh, Sunday evening, and I rang him on the Tuesday, and we had a word. He said he caught a high temperature, and I was monitoring his temperature. We spoke for a while. And then I prayed for him, and I left him. I didn't speak to him again. The following Sunday, he was back in church. And he went front. Uh, he went to the front of the church to give a testimony, and he said these words, I've had a miracle happen to me that is greater than the miracle God did for Lazarus. And he told the congregation that while he was in the hospital, he actually died, and he had to be brought round, and God brought him round. Now, I was sitting in the congregation. I thought, this is very strange that he died because I spoke to him on the Tuesday and he wasn't dead then. And he told the congregation that he'd been dead for a week and God had brought him back. At the end of the service, I shook his hands. I wished him well and I left the church and I never had anything more to do with him. We have a or we had an elder in our church who'd been there 30 years. Everything he said he was going to do, he said because the Holy Spirit had told him to do it. And I realized that this man was incorrect. And he was leaning on his own understanding and he was listening to his own inward spirit that was telling him to do things. And he was claiming that the Holy Spirit told him. I told him and I told him and I told him, you mustn't do this. You mustn't use the name of the Holy Spirit in vain. When I first joined the church, he didn't want me to become pastor of the church because he had run the place for seven years as a, an elder and he was basically doing what he want when he wants. And when he met me, he, he saw that I had come there and, I wasn't going to take the job as the pastor. It was my wife that God spoke to. He spoke to Janice and said, tell your husband, I have sent him to be pastor of this church. When I came in for the first interview, he told me that the Holy Spirit had told him that my wife was sexually immoral. 
if I hadn't been born again, I'd have got up and bashed him so hard, I probably would have done him terrible damage. But I sat there and I said, the Holy Spirit told you this? And he said, yes. He retracted later on and he wanted to apologize to my wife. He said he had been confused, but I told him, no, you've said it, you'll have to live with it. We hold nothing against you, we forgive you. That's another thing we have to learn to do to liars, is to forgive them. Forgive them. People without discernment will be led into lies by the devil. When people hear things, it can come from three sources. It can come from the Holy Spirit, of course. It could come from their own weakness, or it could come from the devil. Without spiritual discernment, you will never know who's speaking to you, and you will make false claims. False claims are lies. Most lies are told out of self-protection, and some take an evil turn. And people become such liars, they bring destruction to other people who they may hate, they may dislike. Let's talk about lies that have been said in the Bible. Let's talk about lies that have been said in the Bible and what those lies amount to in the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. Remember Peter, Jesus had spoken to Peter and he had said to him, he had called him the name Cephas, which means rock, and upon this rock I will build my church. Well, when Jesus is arrested and he's taken into Caiaphas' house, the high priest, Peter had said, if they're going to take you, let them take me. If they're going to kill you, they might as well kill me. But his courage went. His courage went straight away. Let's have a look at Luke 22, verses 52 to 64. Then Jesus said unto the, unto the chief priests and captains of the temple and the elders, which were come to him, but ye come out as against a thief with swords and staves. When I was daily with you in the temple, you stretched forth no hands against me, but this is your hour and the power of darkness. Hallelujah. Then took they him and led him and brought him into the high priest's house, and Peter followed afar off. And when they had kindled a fire in the midst of the hall and were sat down together, Peter sat down amongst them. But a certain maid beheld him as he sat by the fire and earnestly looked upon him and said, This man was also with him. And he denied him, saying, Woman, I know him not. And after a while, another saw him and said, Thou art also of them. And Peter said, Man, I am not. And about the space of one hour, after another confidently affirmed, saying of the truth, his fellow also was with him, for he is a Galilean. And Peter said, Man, I know not what thou sayest. And immediately while he yet spake, the cock crew. 
And the Lord turned and looked upon Peter, and Peter remembered the word of the Lord, how he had said unto him, Before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice. And Peter went out and wept bitterly. And the man that held Jesus mocked him and smote him. And when they were blindfolded him, they struck him on the face and asked him, saying, Prophesy, who is it that smote thee? Peter denied him. Lying is addictive, especially to those with low self-esteem who feel they're being left out of things and make up stories so they can be accepted by the crowd. What should we say to people whom we have identified as persistent liars? We should be bold enough to speak to them in love and explain to them that their lies are leading them on the road to hell. Show them scriptures. I've got two scriptures here that I'd like to show you from the book of Proverbs. I think if you know people that are telling lies, these scriptures will be magnificent to make them look at themselves and understand that lying is just going to get them in trouble repeatedly. Proverbs 19, verse 9. A false witness shall not be unpunished, and he that speaking lies shall perish. What a terrible thing to be told. I'll read it again. A false witness shall not be unpunished, and he that speaketh lies shall perish. Hallelujah. God will not allow people who lie to remain unpunished. Hallelujah. Proverbs 28, verse 13 he that covereth sin shall not prosper, but whoso confesseth and forsake them shall have mercy. God will teach people a lesson who live a life by telling lies. And when we go right to the end of the Bible, we see Revelation 21 and what it says about the new heaven and the new earth and those that live there. I'll read from verse 12 onwards down to 16. And behold, I come quickly and my reward is with me to give to every man according to his work. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates into the city. For without our dogs and sorcerers, whoremongers, murderers and idolaters, and whosoever loveth and maketh a lie, I, Jesus, have sent mine angel to testify unto you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright morning star. Liars are losers. If lying remains in a person and is not dealt with, Satan is the only winner. More evil spirits and demons will come into this lying soul and will destroy him. It's sorrowful to see Britain now 
Now, Britain has fallen foul of the lies told by politicians who have resorted to tell lies to coerce the British people to leave the European Union when the Brexit vote was on. Certain politicians told many, many lies, which with anyone with clear eyes, they could see through it. Look at how lies caught up with Boris Johnson over the Partygate affair, over the COVID lockdowns. I believe Britain is a worse place because of the fact that our politicians lied to us over long periods. Let us all walk the road that leads to truth and let's stay off the road that leads to hell. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Powerful teaching today. We're live with Pastor Michael Cummins. Brother Michael, I want to ask you, how can people find you on the web? And also, if they want to contact you and support your ministry, how do they do that? Well, I'll tell you now, if you want to find us on the web, uh, you can find uh, my church website. All you have to put in is Kilburn Christian Fellowship or my name, Pastor Michael Cummins, and the church website will come up. It's in London, northwest London, northwest six. If you want to contact me, you can contact me on my email address, which is frame, F-R-A-M-E, Cummins, C-U-M-M-I-N-S, 123 at AOL.com. There is a PayPal account registered at that email address if you wish to support me financially. And I'd like to say God bless to the husband and wife in Oregon who sent me a gift uh, via PayPal. It was wonderful of them. May God bless you. They have a ministry called Jesus Loves You Ministry. May your ministry grow and prosper, and may the Lord be with you. I'll help anybody. I'll also leave my mobile phone number, 07469 Of course, you'll have to put the international code in front of that. Uh, but God bless you all. I'm happy to help you in anything you need or anything you want. You can always contact me. Next week, I'll be doing the next section of the road to hell is paved with good intentions and we'll be talking about sexual relationships how they can lead us off off the path and how the devil will confuse us and tell us that what we're doing is not a sin praise god i'm looking forward to it it was a great teaching today what an honor to be with you here every week my friend we love you and uh, we'll see you thank next you time. love you love you too and can i just say about hank williams oh yeah i've asked I've asked our dear friend Shannon to play a wonderful country gospel song by one, of country, one of country singers' greatest singers, Hank Williams. It's called I Saw the Light. Here I we hope go. you enjoy it. Yes, sir. God bless you, Brother Michael. God bless you. Thanks for playing the song. Wonderful. Hey, yes, God sir. bless you. Thank you, sir. Okay, folks, we are ready. Stand by. Praise the Lord. Uh, coming up in 10 minutes, we're going to have John Gogan. All right. Well, I will get this audio and the first show we did today up here quickly, and then um, 
I also want to remind you, if you're just coming on board, that uh, I've got all 13 of the Henry Groover audios, the Prayer Walker series, uploaded. And I put them at the top of the Podbean feed so you can see them. Uh, If I'd put them in sequentially by date, it would have gotten buried. You may not have known it. Later on, though, I'll move them back in sequential order. But for now, we've got all 13 right up there at the top so you can see them. And they're going to remain in that feed so you'll be able to get them anytime you want. But uh, in uh, going through my files today, I discovered that I have 14 never-before-released audios that Brother Henry sent me from the road. Most of them are with interpreters. And they're usually an hour and a half, two hours long. And I'm going to call these the lost road trip tapes. I've got them cut, and I'll be uploading them probably tomorrow. Uh, Over the next couple days, you'll see them. There's 14 of them. I know you're going to enjoy these if if you love the ministry of Hank Groover, uh, Henry Groover. And then speaking of Hank, I talked to him today. He's getting ready to go to Japan, and what a mission that is going to be. Wait till we get the report when he comes back from that. Oh, my goodness, it's going to be good. Speaking of which, if you want to go to henrygroover.com, Hank told me that he has digitized about 170-plus, never released before, cassette tapes of his dead, and for a love offering to his ministry uh, that supports their work over there, prayer walking, he will send you an SD card with 170 Henry Groover audios. Oh, man, what a deal. And you can go to henrygroover.com, tell him Omega Man sent you, and uh, you can uh, place an order there, and you can email him at jsmadminister.com. Just a heads up there. Okay, um, what else do I need to mention? Oh, I found the missing uh, request for the um, MP3, and I'm going to upload that. Praise the Lord, found that, where that was at. Okay, if you want to contact me, the best way to do it is my website, omegamanradio.com. If you like what you hear in these programs and you want to support our work, we are listener-supported. We can only do what we do because of those out there who will partner with us to help us fuel these programs. And you can do that over to MegaManRadio.com. Uh, any amount helps, and there's many ways to give. And I want to thank all those that have helped us. God richly bless you. Um, while I have a few minutes left, um, other announcements. We were unsuccessful in our attempt to purchase Miracle Valley. But I prayed from the beginning, and I hold to it. God's will be done in that situation. And he had another plan. So praise God, we got some good news. Um, The first winning bid fell through. The guy didn't have the money, or he backed out, whatever the reason was. I think he just backed out. And so the second winning bid, which was uh, Stephen Betancourt, brother to brother uh, Louis and Rose Betancourt, had the winning bid, and um, they have a few days left to come up the money and then if they are successful they are going to be able to buy that property and uh, it'll be in good hands we're going to have the Benton courts on twice a month to preach and if you would like um, 
to learn more about what's going on with Miracle Valley, you can find them on Facebook, Miracle Valley Today. If you want to support that work, uh, you can contact Brother Louie and Rose Bettencourt via their Facebook page, and they, they can use help. They've got a big job ahead of them. The winning bid with the closing cost was $756,000. Woo, that's a lot of money. Um, we had pledges totaling around 34 grand. So we were I don't we were only about a tenth of where we need to be just to get in the winning uh, just to get into the bid. And so even if we'd been able to do that, it ultimately sold for double that. So, woo, that's a lot of money. Um God bless the Benton courts. Uh, they have their work cut out for them, but it will be in good hands with them. They were the stewards of the property since 2014 and are having an opportunity now to get it back. And uh, they're going to finish the project over there. So uh, rest assured that uh, it'll get done. And um, at some point in time in the future, we hope to be able to go down there and hold a meeting and uh, maybe get Joseph Jasinski to go in and do a school of deliverance in the future. That would be my dream. Okay. Well, moving on. Um, Let's go to that song that I didn't play earlier. Do we have time? And then we'll set up for our next show. Okay, let me find it again. Where's my music file? Oh, I'm I'm on uh, Google Chrome. I got to get over to Microsoft Edge. I vacillate between the two systems there. Okay, I got it. Uh, song coming up. Website again, OmegaManRadio.com. If you want to follow what we're doing, get links to all the podcast archives and uh, download the free shows. <laughs> 